Hey everybody, this is Brett. And this is Christian. And you're listening to the Gilded Films Podcast. Music edition. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a super special bonus episode of Gilda Film Podcast. I, like I said in the intro, am Christian, and hello to Brett. Hello, hello. It's just us two today. Uh, we have no special guest stars except for the wonderful little category that we have coming up for you, and that is the best songs from a movie of the decade. The decade is ending and there's nothing I love better. I don't know about you, Brett, but I love me a good song in a movie. Um, you know that best original song is like one of my favorite Oscar categories. Pretty sure it's because I like the performances as well sometimes, but mm-hmm. here we are. Yeah, I mean, I think there's something really special about songs from movies. One, because like when you hear them, you're just reminded of that movie. So if you really like the movie, it makes it that much better um but also they just like they're real like era placers like they really remind you of that time period that that movie came out in as well and so i'm excited to see go through there's also a lot of songs too that become very culturally significant yes there's gonna be a lot on our list i'm i haven't seen brett's list but i'm pretty sure he'll probably have some some that i have that are in the lexicon of now like music world oh yeah no doubt can guarantee okay so um thanks everybody for tuning in once again um again please if you could rate review subscribe on apple podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts give us a follow on facebook twitter letterbox really helps us out um gain more followers and um get more people listening in and whatnot uh, but this is really kind of cool because this is just the start of a series of episodes that we will be going through here in the next few weeks or so, counting down some of the best aspects of the 2010s. We're going to go with songs. We're going to have another podcast in a couple weeks or in a week or so, um, counting down a lot of various aspects, all leading up to our top 10 films of the decade. So be looking out for all of that. And we're going to start it here, like we said, with the best songs of the decade, which is really cool. Christian, how are you feeling about this? Do you want to lead us off or do you want to be second go round and as we go through this countdown? Oh, I don't care. You can pick heads or tails. It don't matter. I'll lead this one. You could lead the next one. Okay. Cool. Okay. So I'm just going to jump right in, starting with my number 10 music movie song of the decade. It's one that's pretty recent. This is one that you might, I'm not even, I don't know if you would have this one. I don't think you would. It's from last year's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and it is a song called Sunflower, um, which, I mean, surprisingly for me, was came from Post Malone and Sway Lee. I am not, like, a big Post Malone fan. I, I, I'm sure he's cool. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of his music, typically. But this song was a pretty big hit last year. It's actually nominated for Record of the Year at the Grammys this year. And I first heard it. I don't really listen to pop radio, but I mean, Haley does from time to time. And I heard her play it a couple of times. I'm like, wow, like I actually like kind of like this song. What is it? And then we went to go see Spider-Man and holy shit, like it's in the first scene. There's he's singing Sunflower. I don't know. It's just kind of a cool um, kind of mellow beat to it. Um really just reminds me of a movie that I really enjoyed a lot. Um, It's a song that Miles Morales kind of connects with in the movie um, for some reason or another. Um, But yeah, Sunflower, Post Malone, Sway Lee, really don't think outside of, I mean, it got a lot of attention in mainstream radio, but I don't think it ever showed up in the award circuit last year, despite being one of my favorites. So that's my number 10. Okay, so... Turns out I've like I don't even remember that song at all. So very yeah, take a listen. Yeah, like very good choice because I'm already liking this 
again, I don't remember it. I apologize. And you said it's at the very beginning. I'm like, is this song when he's like jumping from the building when it's like the climax? But it's like at the when he's like getting ready for school and like running down the street, I think. Um, and whatnot. He's like jamming to the song and singing along to it. It's at the very oh. end, too. So interesting. It may not even be the best song on that soundtrack because it's a really good soundtrack, but it's it just reminds me of the movie and I really enjoy it. So yeah, check it out. So all right. I want to hear your number 10. Go for it. Okay. I can't wait for you all to hear this because you're all gonna be annoyed. From the Lego movie. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome when we're living our dreams. <laughs> Everything is Awesome from 2014's The Lego Movie. That is an earworm of a song. It also is at the beginning of that movie, like Brett's. Um, hey, both animated films. What do you know? Um, but no, it's just a very enjoyable song. I remember listening to it over and over again on my back then. I still used an iPod, even in 2014. Um, it's a catchy song mostly because nothing really happens except everything is awesome, and then they speak about what things are awesome. It is sung by Tegan and Sarah, and also The Lonely Island, which is Andy Samberg's little group that they used to do those SNL digital shorts with. The Oscar performance of this is great, because it's a bunch of people coming out dressed as awesome things. And then they had Lego Oscar statues that they handed to, like, Oprah. (laughs) And, oh my god, I still want to make one of those. But the film... In and of itself, I mean, this is like one of those perfect songs because it totally helps convey like the feelings of every one of the little Lego people because it's pretty like an optimistic as hell world. So, but yeah, Yeah. everything is awesome. And I think even though that there's been the Lego movie two and the Batman Lego movie, there's a song in that that I really love, but it's this song that is like the best of that sort of Lego movie world. chorus that's like really recognizable and like how could you forget the oscar performance it's great i just want to say because you said you didn't know anything let me just quote a little of this song again they're just saying awesome things a nobel prize a piece of string you know what's awesome everything dogs with fleas allergies a book of greek antiquities brand new pants a very old vest awesome items are the best like it's just saying all awesome things how lovely that's great i love it good pick okay my number nine coming from a movie that is probably going to appear on both of our lists at least once from 2016's la la land it is once again the song that opens the movie another day of sun i know this one it's so underrated this is like there are better songs or at least a better song in the soundtrack in the movie spoiler alert but this one is so much fun um when I think of it, you know, you just think of the people on the cars and the narratives that each of them have and how each character that joins in this single little bit is telling a story and it all kind of comes together. And the beat is just great. It's just a lot of fun. It really harkens back to kind of the old um, major set pieces of the classical musicals. And so, I mean, I, th- I definitely think it's a song that, works best in accordance with the movie like a lot of these when you're thinking about that scene as you listen to it but it's a lot of fun to sing along to as well not to mention like when you actually watch this scene it's the one take yes like a classic hollywood musical i mean the opening notes that's Mm. like i mean i'll save more thoughts for later spoiler (laughs) but no that is like already i'm into it just with those little notes there Oh, yeah. When you hear that, you're ready to jam like you're ready yeah. to go and sing along to this thing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Another day of sun. My number nine. Yeah. All right, Christian, let's hear your number nine. OK, so my number nine, the Lego movie was from 2014. Uh, here's the song that actually went up against the Lego movies. Everything is awesome in 2014 won the Oscar. It is Glory from the film Selma. Now, I'm going to be taught. I. 
I love the Oscars, as we know, if you've listened to the podcast many times, so I'm going to be referring to them. This is one of the best performances of a song at the Oscars ever. Agreed. It is performed by, it is performed and written by Common and John Legend. They went by their actual real names, which threw a lot of people off when they won this. But the song basically speaks about uh, civil rights, injustice, uh, all to do with Martin Luther King Jr., but not just that. Also, a lot of the um, Black Lives Matter movements that we've experienced through this decade. Um, Injustice, again, more injustice. Very powerful song. It had a lot of people crying. It had me just in total awe. Selma, in and of itself, is a great film. If you really want to get into this one single story about Dr. King, just listen to Glory. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That that song is super powerful, perhaps the most powerful movie song to come out this decade to go along with a really, a really great movie that, I mean, I know we're not here to talk about the movies, but Selma got shafted throughout award season. Yeah. It's a great movie and the song fits it perfectly, especially when it comes in at the end. So really, yeah. yeah awesome pick. And I forgot too, that the whole Ferguson, Missouri situation happened at the tail, really the tail end of 2014 this movie comes out at the end of 14, early 2015 in like wide release. And there's a line in here saying, that's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. Mm-hmm. Like that's how in the now this song was. Yeah. Like this song is not speaking of just what Martin Luther King Jr. and his friends and his supporters went through on the Selma Bridge, but also what's happening out there in the decade of 2010 too. Yeah. Like this is a this is one of the most important songs in a film, or just of all time in the past decade. It's brilliant. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Yeah, it's beautiful. Common and John Legend, obviously, both very talented. That's great. Okay, moving on. My number eight is yet another film that I know is going to appear on both of our lists at least a few times. Coming out just last year in 2018. From A Star is Born, plot twist, it's shallow. Ooh, it's so low. Yeah. You know, the, it, it was a little hard for me to put it so low because I do think it's a really great song. Um, but overall, I mean, I think we'll get to it. We'll get to the other songs in the movies. We'll get there. But you mentioned cultural lexicon. This film is like right there. I mean, um, Lady Gaga, obviously, with her superstar persona going into this movie, putting on this great performance, and then we know it's coming, and then they release the trailer that has this song playing alongside it. And that, you know, something like a lot of film songs, like songs from movies, they kind of become big when the movie comes out and it's popularized. No, this started when the trailer was released, and we didn't even have the full song yet. And people um, that trailer every damn movie too. Yes. Yeah. Like I'll um, not interrupting really fast, but I remember a tweet saying it's going to be weird once a Star Is Born comes out, we won't see that trailer anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, it's it's really, I love the way it builds. It starts kind of soft, and Bradley Cooper starts it off. Who Bradley Cooper, talented as well. I mean starts it off and Lady Gaga brings in. And then once it finally builds up to her big moment, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, Once again, especially in the context of the movie and when they sing that song together, not the best sound song from the soundtrack in my opinion, but obviously the most iconic cultural staple of the decade. Um, And really it it deserved that Oscar at one, just because of what it did for that movie, basically. So, yeah, probably not the first time you've heard it, but that is my number eight song of the decade. Gosh, do you remember that Oscar performance, though? Like, whoo, oh. my glasses steamed, steamed up. <laughs> I'll save my thoughts. I'll save my thoughts in a little bit. Okay. What is your number eight? Okay, my number eight kind of threw me for a loop because I had to think about this. I, I'm not sure if it should be on here, but the more I listened to it in the past couple of days, the more I was like, yeah, I'm cool with it. 
So it is from 2010's Tangled, I See the Light. Mm, okay. Yeah. So it was between this and a song from Moana. But it's this song uh, sung by Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi, written, I also think, by Alan Minken, who is really famous for like the Beauty and the Beast songs, some of the Aladdin songs, uh, that Disney renaissance. He wrote this. The tune is very beautiful. The song is very beautiful in and of itself. The animation to go along with it. I'm not a huge fan of Tangled as it is, except the songs in here are so traditionally Disney-like, like a classic Renaissance-era Disney movie. That's like, I can't help but love this song. And it's like the last time I even saw this movie, I was like, yeah, good movie. But then when this part comes on, like, like oh, da, 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 last I see the light. It's like that. I am in awe of this song. I don't know. Like I, this is one. Of, this is one of the first movies where I'm like, it's a fine movie. The song, great. <laughs> I I got to be honest. I I don't really remember it. Wow. It's, yeah. I I I don't remember it a whole lot. Was it competing with How Far I'll Go? No. Well, this is from 2010. Oh no. Oh, with my list. Yes. Yeah. It was competing yeah. with How Far I'll Go. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a good song. Because Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote it. I'm just like such a traditional, like, again, Renaissance era Disney that that's what this feels like. Yeah, that's very fair. So, But it's a lovely song. It's a lovely animation. I wish, I mean, if you're listening right now, pause us. I don't care. Go watch this thing. <laughs> I'll have to do that after we finish here. Okay. Moving on to my number seven. This is our first official cross between our two lists. Um, once again, from 2014, from the movie Selma, I have Ooh. Glory. So yeah, as we mentioned before, this song is super powerful. Um, I really like the way it, as, as you mentioned, connects back to the civil rights era and the Selma march in particular, but also really touches on what was happening at the time and is still going on. There's just a really good collection of songs that came out and are still coming out, you know, in response to things like Ferguson and Black Lives Matter and police brutality and whatnot. You think of all the songs by like Kendrick Lamar that have come out. And I think Glory has, you know, its own spot within that um, realm of music as a really historic, really powerful song. I always think of the images of Chris Pine and David Oyelowo just crying at the Oscars during this performance and like Ava DuVernay, like, um, I think like patting David Oyelowo on the back and whatnot, just because it's that powerful um, to hear it and see two very talented like art artists like Common and John Legend together on stage, um, really just deliver this song. And so, yeah, Glory, my number seven, awesome song. Okay, Christian, how about your number seven? All right, so this is another cross, and it is the only song from this film so big shock here who knows it is from la la land and it is another day of sun also oh wow yeah i the think the only one the only one wow okay the only one i think that this is the best song in the movie whoa what do you know um i just want to give the writers names justin hurwitz benj pasik and justin paul mm. um Again, another great song to open a movie. Like, this is the epitome of opening a movie. Like I mentioned earlier, it's the one-take scene. Everybody has their own individual stories. If you really dig into each of the lyrics, it's all about sort of making it big and making it big in La La Land, Hollywood, what have you. Um, it doesn't involve the two main characters at all, played by Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, which is fine because, it's again, just a bunch of nobodies trying to make something out of their lives. There's great choreography, which, again, if you look it up on YouTube, you can see the music is fun as hell. Um, there's a great, like, samba little section there. But no, this is a great energetic song. And yeah. when I used to take a bus to get to school, I would listen to this song every morning to sort of wake me up. Let me just say that. Because, again, it's another day of sun. That, that's actually a really good idea. I got to ask, was this your favorite song when the movie first came out? Yes. 
Oh, wow. Okay. And I don't know why. I'm pretty... There's going to be little honorable mentions of La La Land. Mm-hmm. But it's this song that I always go back to. Because my other than this song, my favorite quote-unquote songs in this are music without lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. That's very fair. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just wonder because like this was a song for me, like when I first saw it in the movie, like I, I really enjoyed it and loved it, but I didn't really get the impact of it until I listened to it again a few times later. Mm-hmm. And it's grown even more on me over the years. But I'm glad we both appreciate it because I think it is underappreciated. It is. And it's one that's like, it should have been nominated for something, but. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to City of Stars, but you're a little too slow for me. <laughs> I feel that. Very nice. Okay. My number six song, Christian, I think you're going to hate the placement of this. I just know it. But my number six song is Remember Me from Coco. And this podcast is over. <laughs> you know, but for real, it is. It's it's a really, once again, just like Glory, a very powerful song, very touching song. I was reading on, um, granted this came from Wikipedia, so take it as you will, but like it's, it's been like heavily adopted by families to help their kids dealing with loss and um, deaths of family members and things like that, which makes total sense because um, it's a very great song for that. It's, as I don't know if I mentioned or not, but it is from the 2017 movie Coco, which is um, one of the best animated films of the decade. Um, and really one of Pixar's best movies. Um, if I do say so myself, but yeah, I always, it's performed multiple times throughout the film for me. And I, I, I don't want to assume for most people, but for me, it's the very last time it's sung between Coco and, um, his great grandmother, Coco, sorry, not, yes. It's sung between Coco and Miguel. Sorry. Coco and Miguel sing the song together that playing of that song really sticks out to me because it is the most impactful point of the movie for me. It's when the tears start to well up in my eyes. Um, It's all about remembering people, obviously, but um, understanding loss and how people stick with us throughout time. So (laughs) the death stare continues, but yes, great song. And I know it will be on your list pretty high. I imagine even more better in Spanish unsurprising this is my first year watching coco in spanish and it's like that song it's still as good as you would expect in any language really nice but yes i'll save my thoughts for later <laughs> sounds good okay what is your number six okay my number six is i had a again a little bit of trouble going with this but oddly enough I'm not a huge fan of this movie. I don't know why. I think I had a very bad first experience with it. But it is from a film called Inside Lewin Davis by the Coen Brothers. And Brett's like, Brett's like, let's think of which song it could be. And he's like actually folding his hands right now and he's shocked. It's Please Mr. Kennedy. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, strange enough, that is the only song on my iTunes from that movie because it's the one that stuck with me. It's very short. It's like a scene. It's not even a scene. It's not even a full scene. And it's Justin Timberlake. It's Oscar Isaac. And then somebody that I didn't know at the time named Adam Driver. Just sit mm-hmm. in the cars. Please, Mr. Kennedy. Uh, uh, outer space. It's, like, <laughs> it's so catchy. I don't know if this was my last minute decision that I was speaking to you about before we did this. Really? Yeah, because I had forgotten about this song until I looked through my iTunes and I was like, wait a second. That's one that I like because it's such a short little thing. It's enjoyable. It's catchy. It's, uh, I don't, it's fun. There's, it's yeah. no sense to me whatsoever, but I had to include this because it's something I like to listen to back when I first saw this movie. It's wonderful. If you haven't seen that scene, just look it up on YouTube. The movie's great, but watch that scene in particular. Brett is so shook right now that this is on my list. Oh, I am shook. You want to know why I'm really shook, though? Because my number five is Please, Mr. Kennedy from Inside Lewis Davis. (laughs) Yes. So I'll be honest. Like, 
I don't know if it's my favorite from the soundtrack. My favorite is probably Fare Thee Well, which Oscar Isaac sings with um, Marcus Mumford for the soundtrack. But that's a song that's like very old, has been covered for generations, so it's not really an original song. Please, Mr. Kennedy was actually written for Inside Lewin Davis, one of the few on the soundtrack that is. Um, T-Bone Burnett, the Coen brothers, I think, actually had a hand in writing it. Justin Timberlake helped write it. But yeah, I it is so much fun. I think it's absolute crap that this was deemed ineligible by the Oscars. That is like one of the worst decisions they've made of the last decade. Not that this would have beat Frozen um, for best song or anything like that, but should have been nominated. It was nominated at the Globes. This was probably my introduction to Adam Driver. And I, deep down in my heart, he will always be the guy that's just like outer space like that's adam driver to me i know you know most people it might be i don't know kylo ren or the guy in marriage story but that's adam driver to me but you know i'm very passionate about this movie and i'm rambling a little bit um but please mr kennedy um it's all about like them literally saying like please don't shoot me into outer space throughout this whole song um really a lot of fun good music so check it out you know what? I'm just realizing that Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver and Star Wars together. <laughs> Why did I? Get, I did not put that together. Wow. You know, and Adam Driver's a good singer. Not a. If you've seen at the time of this uh, podcast, if you've seen Marriage Story, you will know. Mm. I haven't yet, but I, I'm I'm aware. I'm aware of the scene you're talking about. Okay, what's your number five? Well. You could tell me something, boy. Are we happy with this modern list? Or do we need more? Was there something else you're searching for? Shallows, my five. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah uh, Shallow, again, from A Star is Born, is my number five pick. Again, very a cultural phenomenon of a song. I heard it on both satellite radio and then regular radio stations back last year in October of 2018 when this came out. Lady Gaga sings it, as well as Bradley Cooper. Uh, again, like Brett said, that trailer really sold me with this song. This is the song everybody wanted to hear. It was nominated for a Grammy last year because it qualified then. The rest of the soundtrack qualifies now. Um, but no, a good song not my favorite of the film i will get to that shortly but again i don't know it's something to do with the uh, chemistry of those two if you watch the oscar performance it is like watching a sex video let's just say that <laughs> i don't care if she said that they were acting the part they have that chemistry with this song i don't know it's a good song it's amazing too i don't believe that he could have rewritten the song in a night she just has pretty much yeah. chorus down and then there's like the full on song, but yeah, it's like, like, um, another day of song, another day of song, another day of sun. It is a song to get you pumped up. Let's just say yeah. that. It's like so good that like everybody knows, like there's no way he wrote that overnight and that they could just jump out and sing it together like that. But you're willing to suspend that disbelief just because it's so great of a scene. Yeah. So it's like, it takes, I don't know, like 40 minutes to get to this song, but it's really the introduction to see these two start singing together. Yeah. And honestly, it is where a star is born. Okay. So going on, I got to say, I thought Please Mr. Kennedy was going to be mine that you wouldn't have. So, um, but I know I've got another one down the road that you don't as well. But going forward, I'm not going to lie. A lot of these you probably do because they are pretty popular. No more so than my number four uh, song, which is Let It Go from Frozen. Now, for a while, this song got a bad rap because it was played all the time. Constantly. Like no matter Constantly, no matter where you went, winter of 2013 to like winter of 2015, basically. Not that much, maybe, but it was everywhere. You saw Frozen stuff everywhere. You heard this song everywhere. And I actually think that's why, you know, 
major critics of Frozen, I think a lot of them don't actually dislike the film. They just dislike the oversaturation of it. Um, but this song is awesome. This song is like, it gives me chills when I listen to it still. I, I gave it this high partially because of cultural impact, partially just because Adina Menzel rocks it with this song. Um, you know, I it's one that it does, it works great in the context of the film, obviously, but it's also one that you could, I could turn on and not even be thinking about the film and it still has a great impact of the song. It's kind of empowering in its own way. Um, the lyrics aren't always perfect, but it really, it's, Adina Menzel's voice is great. And this song, prob- yeah, probably deserved that Oscar it won. And it was a big deal. Um, and it deserved to be, honestly. So let it go from Frozen, my number four. Uh, so- I, I want to make a quick note. Sorry, real quick. I have not seen Frozen 2, and I don't listen to soundtracks before I see the movie. So not going to have any Frozen 2 on here. Just putting that out there. So this is your number four pick? Yes. Well, let's just keep the conversation going because Let It Go is my number four. <laughs> Look you there. Look at that. There you go. Yeah. Um, Idina Menzel rocks it in the movie. I don't... Sorry, fans, but I don't think she can sing this live very well. I don't know. It's a lot of different... You, know, you have to audio mix this really well. But no, again, another pump-up song. It is one of the better Disney want songs where the character wants something, and in this case, she wants to let it go and be her natural self, which is to use her powers. Mm-hmm. Um, again, watch this on YouTube, because I love the animation in this. But there's a part in this where she is building her ice castle, and it's just the music. And it's... My power flirt. It's that part that I'm like, oh, that's chilling. Yeah, that's great. I don't know. And then just it ends with the cold doesn't bother me anyway. Like, that's legit. I don't know. I understand that it does get a bad rap because it was overplayed. But I mean, it's one of the better Disney songs of this decade. And we don't have a lot of them because there is not a whole lot of musicals via Disney anymore. Like Moana, I had Tangled on here. Frozen, though, is like, that's up there. And like I told you when I watched Frozen a few weeks ago, this movie would not work without the songs, too. No, yeah, not at all. Um, This song written by Robert and Kristen Anderson Lopez, who also wrote Remember Me from Coco. Yes. So, yeah. Very nice. I'm just so... I just... I cannot believe we lived through that whole Frozen hype. And it was not that long (laughs) ago. Yeah, no, that's wild. Only six years. Yeah. Okay, my number three, the best song from A Star is Born, sung by Lady Gaga herself, is Always Remember Us This Way. Ooh. Yeah, that it it starts off, it, it's kind of like shallow as well, and it starts off kind of soft and just builds to this amazing climax. And I love when Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper singing together in this movie. But at the same time, when Lady Gaga has a stage to herself to just kind of rock it out and do her thing and like let loose, it's really something special. Mm-hmm. Um, always remember us this way. It's a very touching song. It's one of the more um, impactful and truthful songs about love in a movie that I think I've heard in it, at least this decade, maybe ever. Um, just this idea that, you know, when times get hard, because in this movie, they get very, very hard, um, that she can go back to these memories, to these moments that they spent together, this, you know, her and Bradley Cooper in this movie. And if you've watched the movie and you understand their romance and their love for each other, it just makes it that much more impactful. Um, and so it's a really, it's almost inspiring in that way to think about love and romance in that way of thinking about the good moments, even when things get really tough um when the sun goes down the band won't play um yeah the best song from a star is born in my opinion i still i think shallow deserved that win just because of the impact and that it had with that movie but always remember us this way is my personal favorite i will save my thoughts 
Okay. Okay. Ooh. How about your number three? All right. My number three is one of the best songs from a James Bond movie. Mm. Yes, it is Skyfall. Written yes. by the one, the only, the Adele and her writing partner, Paul. Oh, I forgot his name. Oh, I think it's Paul Epstein. That's going to be bad if I forget it. Anyway. Um, I couldn't tell you. Okay. He was looking like he knew it, folks. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, so this was my first James Bond film in a movie theater. Uh, I was really in love with Adele in high school because this came out when I graduated. So knowing that she's going to sing this song for this film was like, oh my gosh, I have to see this movie. I did. It opens again with the opening of the movies. It well, it, it opens the theme credits and it's just one of the, like the baddest fucking James Bond songs there is. Like there's some good ones like Goldfinger, Live and Let Die. And then you have Skyfall and with Adele's vocals the music, the entire lyrics, and the actual imagery that this has, it's like, how can you not love this song? Yeah. And I mean, it's there's a lot of... It kind of spoils what Skyfall is if you haven't seen it yet, like, with the imagery. And also the words, I guess. But Because half the time, I have no idea what this song is even about. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Skyfall? It's like, let the sky itself fall, but also let the sky fall, which sky fall in and of itself is a place. Spoiler alert. But again, it's one of those songs to get you amped up. I remember first hearing it, and I was just stunned by it. It won the Oscar in 2012. Greatly deserved. I mean, you could tell it was going to win anyway, because it was the only song they let perform in its entirety. Yeah. So it was much, it wasn't as culturally landmark on the radio like any of the stars born songs but i mean for a movie whoa yeah love this song instrumentals are great um and for those reasons it is my number two song of the decade yo i thought you were gonna like not have it on this list (laughs) (laughs) no yeah skyfall it's my number two um i mean this was like I appreciate this was at the height of Adele's powers. Like this was when like, maybe not the height, but it was when like she was very, very popular at this time, brought her on to sing this song. And like any other movie, I hadn't seen it before I went to go, or I hadn't heard it before I went to go see the movie. And I was just like watching the beginning scenes, the intro to this movie and the instrumentals. I mean, Adele's voice is obviously spectacular. The instrumentals throughout this piece are amazing as well. It really, it sounds like a James Bond theme should sound. Um, It kind of takes some of the cues from that theme and kind of brings them in a little bit. I'm just glad neither one of us mentioned writings on the wall as. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I was thinking? I was thinking about it. I was gonna say, is it in your top two? Because just just tell it, me now. It's no. not. It's like that song is fine. I don't even remember. I only remember the last words, which is the writings on the wall, which is the name of the song. Yeah. This I remember like most of the words, and even the opening note just like. Mm, yes. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then Adele, this is the end. <laughs> like iconic. I mean, look, he like, I know this is probably a controversial statement, but this might be my favorite Adele song. And I don't know if it's just because I, I love the movie so much. And then, and so I love the song so much as well, but it's amazing. Yeah, Mm. for sure. So yeah, what is your number two? My number two is one we've spoken about. It is always remember us this way. Oh, I thought it might be your one. No, that Arizona sky burning in your eyes. No, my favorite song from A Star is Born, I must say. One that I actually liked listening to more than Shallow sometimes. Oh, yeah. I don't think Shallow is my number two favorite song, but I mean, well, maybe it is. It probably is. Um, this has more of an impact with, again, the chemistry of these two. While Shallow brings them together, this solidifies them as a happy couple at the time again like you said it's the memories of being together uh it's her really 
thanking him for finding her. And I'm reading the lyrics right now, and it makes sense. Uh, let's see. You look at me and babe, I want to catch on fire. It's buried in my soul like California gold. You found the light in me that I couldn't find. Yeah. That's powerful. Wow. Yeah. You could even think that that's Bradley, like Bradley's character saying this to her as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because she's sort of helping him clean up, get sober. They're rocking out on their tour and they're falling in love. You know? But no, this song is just great. I wish it got more recognition. I'm pretty sure it's nominated for some Grammys. This yeah. song on the entire soundtrack, so good luck to that. But my number two. Nice. I just love her facial features in the actual like scene itself because she's rocking <laughs> that damn piano. <laughs> yeah, the, the image of her at the piano, I think of that when I listen to the song as well. So, okay, well, I gotta say, um, I, I kind of expected this to a degree, but our top four so far has been. We, it's, it consists of the same films, not always in the same order, but um, same collection of songs, I should say. But I know for sure that our number ones are going to differ, um, which is great. My number one is what I consider to be the best song from La La Land. And obviously the best song from a movie from this decade. It is not the one that won the Oscar. It is Audition the Fools Who Dream. Ooh, plot twist. Yeah, I I think this this song encapsulates the movie. I in a way, another day of sun does as well, because like you mentioned, it's all about making it in Hollywood. But I mean, when Emma Stone sings this song and she's singing about obviously it starts off with this story of my aunt used to live in Paris. Um, but it really the fools who dream that it's in parentheses of the song. That's really what a lot of this movie is about. You know, it's about these two characters who come together and it may make them fools, but they're chasing after their dreams, no matter what. Um, I'm not going to spoil how that kind of factors into the movie in the end. Um, but that idea is really pretty inspiring. And in the way once again, ties back to the movie. When you think of the way this is shot, where the whole scene is just, basically a close-up on Emma Stone singing this song as a literal audition for a movie. Um, And you could just see the power in her voice, the emotion she shows. And like the songs in the star is born, it starts off very soft and then builds to this great climax before coming back in and reeling it in Um, to kind of show as her inspiration for why she chose, she chooses to pursue the dream, even when it may not be, um as feasible as it may seem so audition the fools who dream from la la land is my number one this almost made my list i will say um yeah i do think this is one of the better songs in la la land not to say they aren't great they all aren't great but yeah Yeah. memorable especially the framing of it just being emma stone and how she starts out talking and then slowly it gets somber and then starts singing her words like this. Mm-hmm. So. so yeah, great. I love it. It's a shame she couldn't sing this at the Oscars. They're like, no, let's get John Legend. Okay, I know. <laughs> I mean, I love John Legend, but still, like, this was her scene. This scene like won her the Oscar. I'm pretty sure. And we just so. lost the viewer in the Natalie Portman fan club. <laughs> Natalie Portman should have won that Oscar. I stand by that, but. That's this for our 2016 podcast episode. <laughs> Looking at you, Zay. There's the um, one shout out for Zay. Hello. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yes. Okay. My number one. Are you ready? I am. It is from Coco. Recuerdame or remember me for you gringos out there. <laughs> This song, I saw this uh, movie at like an early advanced screening. The animation wasn't even done yet. And then the second this song comes up the first time when Miguel and Hector are in the cave and he's remembering when Coco was a little girl and when he sang the song, I'm like starting to tear up. But then like Brett mentioned when Miguel and uh, Coco sing this together and she remembers 
She remembers her dad. I started bawling. And it is that kind of song. Like, it is that song that's going to be making me cry. It made me cry the last time I watched it, which is like last month. Yeah. I mean, talk about a great song. My family loves this song. My grandmother passed away the year after Coco came out. So it's very important to us. Even the Spanish version is great, as I said. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I figured that would be your pick. And you, you I mean, it makes it <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a very impactful song. And I, I like the idea that families can refer to it, um, whether with dealing with loss or leaving loved ones, whatever that might be. And I'm, I'm glad it can have that impact in some way. So, mm-hmm. okay, folks, well, there you have it. There's our top 10, but as always, there are a lot of songs that came out over this decade. And so I have some honorable mentions here. Christian, do you have some as well? I do. Okay. So I'll list off mine first. I, I have quite a few, not going to lie. Um, another one from a star is born that I loved was maybe it's time, which is like Bradley Cooper's solo song. That was written by this guy named Jason Isbell, who is a very underrated um, artist. I really like that song as well. Almost made my list. City of Stars from La La Land. Everything is awesome. All the Stars from Black Panther. Um, Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Um, Ballad of the Lonesome Cowboy from Toy Story 4 this year is a lot of fun. Don't Judge Me. Love Me Like You Do from Fifty Shades of Grey is an awesome song to jam to not gonna lie i almost had that in this list Uh, it's so good it's such a good song that is a song that translated very well to just regular radio stations yes because before i even knew it was in that movie i'm like love me like you do love it's like (laughs) oh wait in that movie yes ellie goulding um another lady gaga song till it happens to you Another one of the great Oscar performances. Um, Lost to Writings on the Wall, which I didn't agree with. Um, and How Far I'll Go from Moana. That's that's a really nice um, Disney song to really allow that actress to show off her singing chops as well. So, hmm. Yeah. What do you got? So I have a little song called Drive It Like You Stole It. From Sing Street. Oh, okay. Have you never seen Sing Street? Never seen Sing Street. All right. Well, it's, uh, I believe it takes place in Ireland, but it takes place in the 80s. And listening to it is really like reminiscent of 80s teen bop songs. Um, It's very catchy, I must say. And it's going to be a musical, as every movie is these days. (laughs) Um, And I know a lot of people are like, it better be in there. Again, very underrated song, too. See you again from Furious Seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look, that movie. I don't really care about it, but the song is nice. Especially the way it's used in the movie is very good. Yeah, at the very end of that movie. Yeah, especially with Paul Walker and that final scene of his. Um, we belong together from Toy Story Three, which I until recently, well, not recently, a few years ago, when I was listening to all the best original song winners, didn't realize it was in that movie at all. But it is. And it's such a catchy song. Like, good job, Randy Newman. Um, it's always great. Life's a Happy Song from the Muppets. Oh. Yes. Uh, the Muppets actually won best song for a song called Man or Muppet, which, no offense, is a bad song win. <laughs> there were two song nominees that year. Two and they song nominees, yeah. They didn't even be like, Life's a Happy Song. Again, opens the movie is a bop, has a shit ton of celebrity cameos in it. Whatever. Uh, How Far I'll Go from Moana. Can't Stop the Feeling from Mm. Trolls. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's a great song to dance to. It is. You're right. I I wanted to put this, and I'm saying it anyway, so I guess it's honorable mention. Happy from Despicable Me 2. That's another song that I saw everywhere when that damn thing came out. That one had the frozen effect on me. Like, I, I just heard it too many times. Yeah, yeah. Now, that one, though, hits as in I'm very annoyed with it now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And then a song called Proud Corazon from Coco, actually. Yes. Yes. That's a great one. And that actually, that made me cry this year. And it's never made me cry. And I just want to read the lyrics really fast that I really got to me. May I? Yes, go for it. To a melody played on the strings of our souls and a rhythm that rattled us down to the bone, our love for each other will live on forever in every beat of my proud corazon. Like It's one they sing at the very end, right? Yeah, that's the song that they sing at the very end of the movie, yeah. So. Oh, nice. and I will also say this, even though it is not a movie, but the entire score to Hamilton. <laughs> Yeah, you know how hard that was to leave, you know was to leave it off. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, uh, another one that I'm glad neither one of us had. Anything from The Greatest Showman? We, sorry, I, we probably just lost ten followers, ten of our twenty-five followers. <laughs> but um, anyway, also, there's no. <laughs> I hope we don't get any flack for being like, where's the songs from Call Me By Your Name? I'm sorry. I could not tell you the difference between the songs and Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, I couldn't either. Like, I, I know I like they, were, Stevens, but... they were so popular for that movie. I don't remember a single thing about them. Yeah. But anyway. Okay, folks. Thank you for listening to our favorite songs from movies this decade. As the decade comes to an end, be looking out. We're going to have some more lists coming up next. Um, We'll have another one coming out hopefully within the next week. Another top 10 countdown from an aspect of this decade. So keep looking out for those. It is early December, which means that Oscar season is in full swing as well. So be looking out for predictions, our top 10 of this year. All that stuff is coming on the way. And as always, if you could follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, um, rate, review, subscribe on Apple I Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That'd be great. Um, as a celebration of music, I want to mention again that our theme music was composed by Joshua Arnoldi. And um, yeah, this was fun. Christian, thanks again. Um, this is always a lot of fun, and this one especially. So, all right. We will see you all next time. Adios. Adios.